me. All right, y'all. If y'all don't know what we're playing, you must have taken a flight to Mars because the rest of us in the world were at Baychella. Girl. Or you went to bed, and I don't know how or why. And I know you're regretting <laughs> the fuck out of that moment. Yes. Because we were up. I'm Corey Murray. I'm Charlie Penn. I'm Yolanda Sanguini. And you're listening to Yes, yes Girl. Girl. Oh, my God. We have such a jam-packed but worth the listen. We're going to talk about Baychella, Beachella, however you want to call it. It was fucking fabulous. We also have our Essence Communications president, Michelle Ebanks, and, wait for it, mm. Tessa motherfucking Thompson, y'all. I have loved Tessa Thompson since Dear White People, but I really became a stand for her when she was in Thor Ragnarok as Valkyrie, and she really twisted that character on his head because in the comic books Valkyrie is blonde blue haired warrior and there she was this proud black woman and I even love now on Twitter people are saying that the the Marvel comic universe is really shifting to women of color and Mm -hmm. Tessa is really here for it and also Tessa is one of the founding members of Time's Up and I love how she breaks what Time's Up is about just so eloquently gives you all the pointers we're rooting for Tessa and plus you guys saw the Janelle Monae video yes Yes. All, her videos with like her bestie. Her bestie, yeah. So we're going to get into that. But first, I want to thank you all for looping us into all the conversations about Baychella this weekend. Thank you for continuing to talk to us using the hashtag YesGirlPodcast. You can talk to me at, at Corey Murray. At Charlie Penn on Instagram and at ManWaveDog on Twitter. At YoliZama. Everywhere. All right, girls. Tell me, when did Beyonce snatch your edges? First in life or at Beachella? At Beachella. The minute I heard that drum line, I am an eight proud HBCU grad, Spelman hey. woman, class of 04, shout out to my Spelmanites. I was, it took me back to homecoming immediately. Like every, I got chills. I was so, I was so excited. I was losing my whole mind. Like I wanted to call everybody and everybody was up. So I wanted to call everybody. But that moment I saw the bleacher set up. And I felt like I was back at a HBCU homecoming, and I realized she was going to give it to us the whole night. Oh, my God. What when I saw that Nefertiti outfit, I was mm. like, oh, man. This, I'm not Can we talk about bed, the beating? I, <laughs> I want to know how long they beat it Oh, that. my God. I need, first of all, I was like, I need a, a Beyonce um, performance outfit exhibition. Yes. Because some of these outfits are iconic. Yes. That's a moment. That, that is, is a, a moment. moment. Someone has them all. The leotards oh with the um, I don't the military shingles, whatever oh. those oh. shoulder pads with Beautiful. the fringes. Even the crop hoodie. Can I get one, please, B? Yes, I need that. Oh my god, I need it is that. Long, which probably means it's like two thousand dollars. Yes, wow. maybe somebody in China. Can I get a knockoff? Internet. I was like, internet. Can y'all come um, through for me? Uh, AliExpress. <laughs> I need an Instagram boutique to hold us down on this immediately. I saw that they were selling merchandise at Coachella. It, no, I were, saw that, yeah. I but saw it was that nothing then. like with that. No. that I yellow. need that gold hoodie. Yeah. It was yellow, yellow. Yeah. 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 My edges were snatched mom? when she started singing Lift Every Voice and Sing. Oh, yeah. Because right. I am also a proud HBCU grad, you know, have given much love to Hampton University. Hampton, H-U. Oh, um, Hampton Institute. You know what? Every time she oh. says it. 
Anyway, that's all right because it's still a HBCU. Okay. Anywho, um, I am a proud uh, QT two grad for those out there, and but going to Hampton the first year we had to take a class called University One Hundred One. And it was kind of cool, but in that class, we had to learn, lift every voice and sing. Mm -hmm. So when she started singing it, I was like, oh my, I literally teared up because I was like, Girl. she's about to be so black right now. Wow. And if for a minute, I thought she would like segue into America the Beautiful, but then when she uh -uh. didn't, I was like, oh, Beyonce. Beyonce oh. took me through so many emotions. It did. Yeah, it really I was did. like, am I about to get raped? <laughs> no, and seriously, even every time I replay oh this God. clip, I get a, the same chill. Like that, you know that all over like emo feeling that you get? I'm sorry, mm -hmm. y'all. for the. But I was like, what is happening to me? Yeah. Like, it was just like, I was excited. I was happy. I was also proud and feeling extra woke. And just, she did that. But there's something about seeing your culture played back to you mm -hmm. on a national, international stage. Mm -hmm. That makes you, probably yeah. gave you all that pride. Absolutely, that's what it was. Yeah. And Coachella is like the whitest festival ever. The yeah. whitest. And I was yeah. like, they're not ready, B, but we are. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was looking and at I that mean, crowd. And I mean, she kept it black the entire, the entire time. time. The only time she kind of dipped out was Mahente. No, I'm saying it so wrong. My my hente, my hente. Oh, mi hente. Mi hente. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know what I mean. Puerto she did Rico. that little part, but other than that, yeah. And did you see the crowd shots? Okay, just a moment. I was kind of like, wait, who's here? Who are these people? Yeah. Who are because they? Because they're not enough tears. Like I <laughs> did love though when 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 she said, "Are there queens in the house?" And then the camera panned to this white boy, and he was like, "Yes." <laughs> Love Wait, that. And you can hear all you that. You do it. Yes. yes, whenever it got real quiet, there was always that one person, Beyonce. Yes. yes. I love those people. I do feel bad for the people that were there. I mean, it was great probably seeing it in, in person, but, we had, but we had the best seats. Oh, my God. The best world. seats. Okay. We missed the nothing. The camera angles. It was like the best show. Girl, when I did the expand on the computer, I was like, oh, oh, I'm going to sit right. <laughs> and then... To and go right to bed after that? Well, I could, it took me a minute to go to sleep. I ain't going to lie, but... Yeah. And then she just kept surprising us. I was like, B, I just grew my edges back. What are you doing? <laughs> Destiny Child, Jay-Z, Solange, HBC. What am I missing? Shout out the girl, the majorette who did the... Oh, yeah, that the was baton. beautiful. Baton. Oh, she's beautiful. incredible. Yeah. All those dancers. There were like 100 people and on And didn't Essence.com interview one of the guys who did the choreography for the stomping? The stepper. Did. The yeah. stepper. Yeah. And her lead dancer was, has been on the podcast. Yes, mm -hmm. Ashley Everett. Ashley Everett. Yes. She was right there with her popping signature red hair mm -hmm. doing it. Doing but can it. we just talk about Beyonce's lungs? Yo. I need a minute for them. My God. Never, ever, ever in my life, y'all, I would have been Dead on arrival. Oh, yeah, no. After the ha first half of set one. <laughs> I would have been doing ad libs the entire time. <laughs> I what was you say? waiting for it. You, know, you, hear, you, can, you can hear the switch, oh but there God. was never the switch. She no. never took a break. No, I would have laid across those bleachers <laughs> and held the mic out to the audience. <laughs> like, help me all. Oh, my God. Let me get it. I would have been over. She is a machine. I mean, she, is a machine. she was somebody said on Twitter, we don't deserve her. It was two and a half hours of that. We don't deserve it. Like, she really, I saw the MJ comparisons, and I know that some people were salty, but it really is time to talk it about isn't. it. It is it. It's time to talk about it. I don't even understand why they're hating that every generation has their own yes. MJ. Like, and do you remember how we it. felt at an MJ concert? Yes. You know what I mean? Well, we, I don't know, we were at the concert, but like, we saw, we had Moonwalker, we had all the moon. Like, it was an, an experience. I was too young, too, at MJ right. to be, like, fully cognizant of, like, the greatness. Okay, yes, it was it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. 
But let every generation have their damn MJ. Mm-hmm. Beyonce you know. is ours in yes. our time. Yeah. Yes. Charlie, as a Greek, tell me mm-hmm. what did the symbols meant? The B, what is that? A triangle? What was that? Okay, so it was Beta Delta Kappa. And I think the, you know, these are Greek letters. Obviously the B, I'm assuming, you know, allegedly reportedly, <laughs> the B is for Beyonce. The Kappa, the K, is for Knowles. And then I think the delta, the deltas throw up the the, 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 the pyramid, which is the rock sign also. So I think that was her Beyonce Knowles Carter. Nice. Brilliant. You know, it was brilliant, but her team is, I mean, whoever, like, the be, the, the the production team behind this. Man, the stand creative up, y'all. team. Oh. My God. My God. It was like the the movie of her life yeah. on stage, but, but like, with the school days thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, you have three children. Okay. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> You know, with my life, with I mean, my I never, life, I, I can hardly walk she up the stairs. She never want to eat again, never want to sit again. Like oh she just inspired me to just. But just move. the love, this the nuance of everything oh that she did, yeah. every little thing that she did, it all had a meaning. Her makeup didn't even come off. Nope. Like what? Did you see the way her hair flied up? Yeah. I mean, there was only one time that she kind of had to get it out of her face, but it was still flawless in how she did that. I need to talk to the fan manager. Wait, was, is that? A, <laughs> I was wondering. Okay, this is a real black girl question. Yes. Was that a wig or a weave? I feel like it had to be. Um, mm, I was scared. You know when you wear question. a wig and you're like, oh, you can't do all that. I feel like it had to be. It, it had to be a weave or a wig that was. I don't know. You can't do all that with. A, but then I there's just, the picture she shows behind the scenes with it pulled back in a little ponytail. Oh, I don't I feel know. like it was I'm a closure a, a wig, a and a sewn so. on. I'm not even gonna say Beyonce has a wig or a weave. She just has a custom. Situation. Something. I think it's just a only Beyonce look. I don't know what it is. It's like a fusion. I don't know because it kind of moves like a, a it moves like, you know, like, I don't know. It's a piece. It's her thing. I just don't know because every time I stare at it, I'm just like, it's so flawless. She can whip it. She can put it up. She can smack it. She yeah. can, um, how many inches? 20,000 oh, inches? Did you see it? Infinity. Oh my God. It was, it was. And it moved. It was not 18 inches. No. <laughs> It was not a bomb. It was not a bomb. She did that. Oh, Bobby. my God. And then, like, I the about pride Bobby. I felt when Kelly and Michelle came out, and Aww. I love that she paid um, tribute to her sisters yeah. and how it all began for her. Yeah. All her sisters. Her sisters in music and then her in Solange. That yeah. dance-off to I give me it. body. I think, um, I was, was it Solange page? She posted how, like, Coachella has been their little thing. Like, that's oh. their little moment that they always come on stage. And, and well, not always when, when Solange has performed. I want to read quickly Miss um, Tina Lawson's quote uh, from Beyonce that said, I have worked very hard to get to the point where I have a true voice. At this point in my life and my career, I have a responsibility to do what's best for the world and not what's most popular. What I love about this quote is the fact that I doubt she had any doubts, but if she had any doubt, how well this was received. Yeah. I mean, it broke records for YouTube. I mean, people are writing think pieces about it. I've got two here that I have not even been able to get through. The only thing I have hated and some things I've seen where somebody's like, oh, she sang Lift Every Voice and sing often herald as the national black anthem. It's like, it is the black anthem. It is. Like, stop it. Stop it. Well, also, you know, people always say, you know, Beyonce is so focused. In that moment, though, watching her, I could tell, I mean, I love that she's focused, but she was focused on giving us this gift. Like, you could tell that she just was counting, like, to be able to sing, dance, and still every cue. Like, she wanted us to have that entire experience. 
from start to finish. And you could see that she wanted us to feel. And you could almost see her getting chills with us. I love that that clip um, after she goes, ain't that about a bitch? Mm. First black woman. 2018. But anyway. I didn't even know that was a thing. I did love, you know, the fact that even... In the moments when um, the the boot started coming down, when she was with Destiny's Child, and I wanted, because I love Beyonce, and I, but at this moments I just want her to be human, right? And so when the boot came down and she couldn't put it up, I was like, yes, I love that. Like, mm-hmm. just be a real, like you know, those boots when you have thighs mm-hmm, and they roll on down. High boots will do you wrong, and it was just so refreshing to see that. And mm-hmm. she kept it; she didn't like run back off stage and kind of fix it. She or worked it. And then her bra, her one piece, kept yeah. cut her, 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 and she kept holding her it. Breast, you know, yeah. they wanted to give us free, but <laughs> you know, Beyonce <laughs> always on beat. She was holding that she was girl. Holding that she bo- was holding one of the girls, and I loved it. I really did. enjoyed that because I was like you never see Beyonce being like not perfect and that was perfect to me the yeah. fact that perfectly that imperfect yeah it really was, it was beautiful. she's a true showman mm-hmm. true is. showman and I just want to see you know like you said like everyone says she keeps getting blacker yeah I said it on Twitter and I'll say it again she broke the Guinness book of world blackness <laughs> in a performance that was oh name God. performance more black than that maybe yeah. besides a Kendrick moment shout out uh, Akiba Solomon who I love she's the executive editor at Cover Lines and she was like Beyonce black panther that shit yeah she did she Beachella did. forever Beachella she forever. Did. She really did. <laughs> she did. I mean, I'm going to be the outlier and call it Beachella because I'm an English major in college. And last time I checked, B-E-Y was pronounced Bay. But you can come for me at Yolizama. The Hive actually came. <laughs> <laughs> the Hive already came for me. So I'm going to be on the lookout. No, but I feel you. I always wonder how people say it. Like, we yeah. always just see it, right? I've never heard her say it. Yeah, I've never That's heard true. her say it. Yeah. I'm sure it's B, because, you know, it's Beyonce. But I'm sure we're not the only ones yeah. that have... You know, and like I always love to say, she can just be our bae, B-A-E. Yeah. Like, that's Beyonce. We love her. Oh, what do you think it. she'll do this weekend? I think she's going to do a new set. Yeah. I do not want her to reveal new music to Coachella. That's what I don't live. want. Really? Mm-hmm. I want I want that for On the Run, too. Yeah, like, yeah. I want her to do that on her own platform. Mm-hmm. True. True. That's important. But I'm also low-key looking for flights. True. To for Palm On the Run? Spring. For, no. For, for Palm Springs? Oh. In the next two days? Okay, Corey. Please go. Make it happen. I'll you, report I'm back. claiming this for you. <laughs> you deserve it. What is the, if, what not if the See, gift. that's a bad friend. You deserve it. It's she like doesn't. Treat yourself. Mind you. Treat yourself. Chase Morgan's going to be like, Beyonce. um, it's the first of the month. Hey, did y'all um, see Ms. the Murray? post? Someone said, you know, we don't deserve Beyonce. And someone wrote, and Tina so loved the world. <laughs> she gave us. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love black Twitter, by the way. I want to watch everything Beyonce ever does with them. With Twitter. Ever. It was, it was fantastic. So Charlie and I, I mean, we were, we were, you know, we still write for the website. And we were up. Work. Texting and writing and posting content. We put up like three pieces that night. Oh my god! It was five a.m. I couldn't even sleep at five a.m. No, I was like, "What is sleep?" What? Yeah, I was like, "I need to go back and edit that." <laughs> it was five a.m. My husband looked over. He was like, "Oh my god, <gasps> you're still up?" The things we do for B. Listen, but she deserves it. It's she like we all work it. for her. We do. <laughs> I can admit that we. Yeah, we do. Well, speaking of working for a fabulous lady, up next is our president, our Michelle Ebanks, our own Beyonce. Our Beyonce. She is the Beyonce. She yes. is the Beyonce of corporate, y'all. Who has answers to all of the questions you've been asking us. 
about what's next for Essence. Up next, Michelle E. Banks, president of Essence Communications. I feel in honor of what transpired this weekend in the desert. (laughs) Now and forever known as Baychella. I think we need to open the podcast and intro our guest just for a moment. Mm, (laughs) (laughs) So perfect. All right, Beyonce, don't come for us. We just want to play that. We just got to get that beat in. Come on, just a little bit. My daddy, Alabama. My mama, Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. All right, all right. That was All right, there you are. We're all good. We're all good. We got it on our system. People in the house today is Essence Communications President Michelle Ebanks. Woo! Thank you so much for having me a here moment. today. A moment. We are so happy. It's my favorite podcast. A moment. She's a moment and she's a movement. Iconic. All right. Iconic. Icon. I was saying, Michelle, that when I first started at Essence seven years ago, I'd always, you know, growing up as a journalism major, woman in, black woman in, young black woman in media, I knew your name from Essence. And when I got here, I was like, where's Michelle? You know, how, like that was like my celebrity <laughs> sighting in the office, was waiting to get here and, you know, meet you in the flesh. Yay. Oh, wow. Truly. I'm... I'm Taken aback. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Well, we're going to run. Say essence is a team sport, right? It is. So it is. You know, we're all we're all in the team and and family. But you're the quarterback. Yes, I know. Um, and the cheerleader, the captain, and the captain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the above. It's whatever is needed at any given point. Then, if it's, you know, doing the dishes or laundry, whatever's needed, I'm right there. That's true. I want to run through some of your receipts. I love this part. Mm. <laughs> now, Missouri Banks may be a little too classy to know what receipts are. Do you know what receipts are? I do know oh, okay. what receipts are. <laughs> because I do listen to the Yes Girl okay, podcast. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> Just a few, because we could be here all day. But University of Florida grad, moved to New York in 93 to work for Condé Nast. In 96, you joined Time, Inc. And just fast forward a little bit, you have been instrumental in the Disney Dreamers Academy with Steve Harvey. You recently won a Humanity of Connection Award alongside icons Cicely Tyson, Angela Rye, and Wes Moore. I remember feeling, you know, I had a drop of tear of love for you when Billboard Mag named you an executive to watch for all this work that you do with Essence Festival. Mm -hmm. Because you are the leader in Essence Festival as far as booking it, which, come on, y'all, the Essence Festival is the largest annual consumer event with over 450 450,000 people that come through New Orleans. And Michelle, tell us how much money we bring, we help bring to the city of New Orleans. Several hundred million dollars. Millions, In four days. It shows the power of the black woman's purse. Yes. It is extraordinary. In the words of Cardi B, money bag. (laughs) Money bag. The essence money bag that we drop. Yes. Mm -hmm. For many retailers, it's a larger weekend for them, larger than Christmas. Wow. 
in New Orleans. And New Orleans appreciates us for that, too. You feel that warm welcome, the city, the residents. They know what Essence means to New Orleans and what New Orleans means to Essence. Yes. You know, the entire state, from the governor to the mayor to the city council um, to the tourism organizations, it's it's an incredible embrace. They're family now. Mm-hmm. This will be our 24th festival. Um, New Orleans is home. How often do you go down? Do you have to go down a year in planning? Several times a year. Yeah. Several times because it's important just to be in the community um, and present. I'm there next week. Um, and, you know, it's exciting. I'll be there with the uh, mayor, uh, Mayor Landrew, um, this coming Wednesday. And they have a new mayor. Yeah. A, a new mayor-elect. Yes. Yes. Um, the mayor-elect um, will be inaugurated next month. So I, I like to share that I call Michelle the whisperer because it'll be you'll be in a meeting and it'll be really chaotic and then Michelle comes and she just takes over and it's like it's like she says beloved without yes. saying <laughs> beloved. So she <laughs> she yes. commands the room and she's so glamorous but doesn't care about glamour. You know those women that you're like when you were younger you were like I want to be like her. So dear listener that's who Michelle Ebanks is. Like she's super um, reserved, humble but such a powerhouse mm-hmm. such a, an amazing a boss. Um, a boss lady and always has her Louboutins. Don't play her. Always has her <laughs> And I would Louboutins. like to add Yolanda that it could be 30 degrees. <laughs> Michelle Ebanks don't have on no stockings. <laughs> she's got the Louboutin on. She's like what you won't yes. catch me out here, New York winter, is looking regular. Or slipping. Yes. No. Never. She has the true essence. It's yes. just one it's more thing to add. You <laughs> have to take the time and put on tights. You know, it's hectic, right, absolutely. for us women. It's yes, hectic no, to absolutely. get it going. So just stay on the move. Keep it efficient. You know, have my routine and... You know, I'm out. True oh, boss moves. I love it. Boss wow. moves. <laughs> okay, I have so much to get into here. So, Michelle, um, you know that the brand is really fully led and managed by black women now, which is what yes. we're all so, so, so excited about. One of our leaders, along with Michelle Ebanks, is here at the table. Uh-huh. Yolanda Sanguini, oh. digital director. Yes. <clears throat> Where's my Louboutins? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, there are opportunities for Essence Leadership to now have ownership stake, um, which is really exciting. How does that impact the business, um, and how will Essence focus on the priorities moving forward? You know, well, you know, having a stake, you know, I think that that's important, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, we were, you know, a part of a public company for the last 12 years, and, you know, you're you know, feeling that you're a part of creating change and success, it's just, it's just much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but here at Essence now being 100% black owned, yes. uh, That's a independent moment. company. Just, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. sound effects, by the way. Yes. That. I mean, we have to be more entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. And so the sense that, you know, we, when Essence wins, we win together. Absolutely. And did you see the reaction when we announced that? All black female executive leadership stake. Peep, our readers were losing. Black women were losing their minds. There were 7.5 billion media impressions in the first five days. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's incredible. So black women, you know, went hit social media, um, hit everywhere in order to just proclaim, you know, Essence is home. Even um, some celebs did. I know Ava DuVernay, uh, she was on the cover because I thought how great it is. It's her 
um, Oprah Winfrey, Storm Reaver on the cover. It was our first cover after the announcement. She sent us these beautiful cupcakes and said how great it is that she is representing that yes. right when this announcement came. So It's just this year has been such a moment of just black excellence, mm-hmm. you know, of pride, you know, for black women. You know, we have... I mean, of course, you know, there was A Wrinkle in Time, um, Black Panther, and, you know, so many black mayors, black female mayors have been elected. Mm-hmm. Um, we know what black women mean at the polls. Mm-hmm. We saw that in Alabama. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we are, we are aware that it's a movement. And now for Essence to be independently owned, we are part of that narrative mm-hmm. that we are winning. No matter what's happening, um, we no longer have, of course, the Obamas in the White House, um, but we have that momentum um, that we're taking and taking control. And Essence just is a personification, you know, emblematic of what it means today, what's on the agenda for black women, Mm -hmm. positive change in our lives. Time's up. Time's up. Time's Mm -hmm. up. Time's up (laughs) from leading, you know, the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. I mean, black women are leaders. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when Essence was launched, because, you know, the founder said there was no other magazine brand at the time that spoke to the women that they knew, Mm -hmm. to their mothers and wives and sisters Mm -hmm. and aunts who were not only nurturers, but who were leaders in the movement. Um, had earning power that were critical to keeping the community and the family together. So that's essence. And black women, after five decades, it's on. Mm-hmm. Five decades. You know, a lot of questions that we get, um, you know, personally and professionally is like, how are things going to change? Especially mm-hmm. now that we're not tied to such a big corporation, you know, RIP timing that's now in the Meredith. But yes. how are we going to change and how are we going to th- thrive? Well, you know, in the 12 years we spent, you know, at Time, Inc., you know, it was, we were in a box. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were constrained by what was the agenda for the larger corporation. Um, we had to, you know, kind of fall in line with, you know, this broader company's perspective. And now, as an independent company, the agenda is our agenda, right? Mm-hmm. So we have the opportunity now to fully serve black women. That's why we exist. So now we can produce more stories, tell more stories about you know, black women and our challenges and our successes, right? You know, this is, we can now be more essence. And across all of the key areas, whether it's community engagement, I mean, of course, beauty and style, relationships, finance, entrepreneurship, you know, our culture, our entertainment culture, it's all available now to us to tell those stories and create our own flywheel, if you, if you will, because the more we do, the more we can do, because success begets more success. And so we will see more content distributed across more social platforms. We have our own own and operated channel, but we are distributed across all the channels. Everywhere where black women are is where we will need to be Mm -hmm. as we follow our tribes. Mm -hmm. You know, black women are not a monolith. So whether you're, you know, talking to young black girls on Snapchat Mm -hmm. 
or if it's on Facebook Live, or here with the Yes Girl podcast. This we will do more of and, and have more content that's mobile because our audience, we're, we're on the move. We're on the <laughs> move. We are living in this phone. Mm-hmm. 92% <laughs> yeah. of our content is consumed you know, through our phone that we carry around. So mm-hmm. we need to be more mobile and more video. We will have greater video production from short form to long form, Um, more distribution networks. You know, black women for too long have been invisible. You know, we're that intersection Mm -hmm. of race and gender, and it's often, our stories are still too often not told. Mm -hmm. So the need 50 years later is as great as it's ever been to tell the stories of everything that's happening that's incredibly remarkable. So we will have more content distributed in more places and more mobile and video and also global, Africa, Europe, South America, and more local. Mm -hmm. So on the ground, shoulder to shoulder. Mm -hmm. Because black women, you know, we show up. We do. We really Mm do. You know what, I I mean, I've I've been um, grateful to experience Essence Festival like we all have many times over, but the new thing I love to see is the street-style event that happens in Brooklyn. Yeah. Because it's almost like a mini festival, Mm -hmm. and you think where New Orleans is so special, but then it's like, you know, if Essence puts up a tent and just said, come meet us, it's on. We're coming, and we're coming fine. Uh, That's right. Our hair is laid. I don't even know if people say that phrase anymore, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they come to, they show up. It's community. Mm-hmm. Whether it's black women in Hollywood, black women in music, you come and you expect, you know, you really expect to see each other and to have a sense of sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And now we can do that more. Mm-hmm. Black women in tech, black women in business, black women in the arts, black excellence, now we can really rev up our volume and velocity of content across all of these channels and deepen our community engagement and then even add products and services. I mean, how, what a gauntlet, right, it is to find often the products and services that work for us, whether that work for our hair or that fit our bodies mm-hmm. or that allow us to manage our money. So how is Essence more of a solution in adding the convenience um, in our day-to-day lives because we're busy. Mm-hmm. Like we can almost really have it all now as being black-owned. You know, like we yes. want to give it all to our reader and we can have it all, every platform, all the distribution. It's yeah. really exciting. And, you know, one of the exciting things for me too is with that becomes a great deal of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Being entrepreneurial. You know, black women are the fastest-growing group of entrepreneurs we are entrepreneurs too. Mm-hmm. So we can produce more content, but then how is it being distributed? What's the business model? Mm-hmm. You know, how are we telling our story? How are we growing our audience? How are we partnering? I mean, we have, you know, partnerships with the largest corporations in the world, you know, the Fortune 500 list. How are we deepening, you know, our partnerships with those companies that want to engage black women and be a solution in in the lives of black women. So us being entrepreneurial so that we have success, you know, will even be a deeper part of our DNA. So Michelle, tell us about our partnership with investor, owner, Richelieu Dennis, founder of uh, Sundial. 
many of us know him through Shea Moisture, Nubian Heritage, Madam C.J. Walker, yes. Sephora, so many brands. Mm. Why was it important to partner with him in particular? Well, you know, we've known, our family at Essence, we've known, you know, Richelieu and, you know, worked with his family for several years, mm -hmm. you know, as a client. And they've been with us at the festival, um, been the magazine and digital. And, you know, when we were, you know, in the process of, you know, finding that, you know, right partner last year, um, you know, Richelieu Dennis, you know, just offered an extraordinary opportunity. I mean, he, what he and his family, what they've done, it's one of the most successful entrepreneur stories in America, in our history, of any race. To start to leave war-torn Liberia, to come here and to take a family formula of um, hair and skin products and to sell them from their car, I mean, and to achieve the success, you know, the grand scale, now a global company, is an extraordinary feat. And this was a chance to marry this tremendous entrepreneurial spirit and this understanding of how our culture, how our rich culture can generate vast commerce. You know, what works for our culture can work for other cultures. So taking, you know, the, the leadership and insight and grit, you know, of, you know, Richelieu Dennis and marrying that with the power of essence and storytelling was just too good to be true. Mm -hmm. You know, the possibilities there are endless um, because Richelieu, Richelieu Dennis loves our culture passionately and loves and supports black women. So it was exciting to see, you know, Sundial Brands partner with Unilever and then to see the launch of the $100 million New Voices Fund and then the acquisition of Essence Communications. I mean, that was a trifecta um, of, of just profound consequences. So, you know, Richelieu and his family's success, they, they bring that deep understanding that so much is possible, you know, from our culture and from our community that we just need to go after it. Go after it, take all the money off the table. Get that money back. Get that money back. <laughs> uh, so understanding, you know, how to build the business even from nothing. So imagine if you have essence, what the possibilities are. And from a global perspective, it's, it's truly profound. You know what I love? Um, seeing him, I think for the first time, second time, was at Black Women in Hollywood. And he just, I could tell he was overwhelmed, but in a good way. But yes. he was just like in shock. And he said it, I think, afterwards when we mm -hmm. had our um, sort of rap party that the power of essence, the power of all those yes. women and what we do. He was like, I'm just going to sit back and watch. You know, essence, we are synonymous with the culture of black women. I mean, I, black women are just just extraordinary, just the commitment, you know, to our community, mm -hmm. the commitment to each other, love for each other. You walk into a room, you know, a couple of hundred black women or a few hundred thousand, it's love. Mm -hmm. If you're walking down the streets in New Orleans during the festival, you're having a
a conversation. Those are my sisters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Essence is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It, really it is. And a mindset. A, it is. It's a way of living. That's right. You wake up an Essence woman. You walk through this world as an Essence woman. That's you, right. You recognize and see other Essence women. And you just, you know, and we applaud them. We do. And, and you know, our black women are more socially and economically mobile than ever before. You know, we're now living everywhere. We're not just in, you know, the black community. We're in major cities and in major suburbs. You know, we've moved where we need to be to launch our business or to follow our career dreams. So wherever Essence shows up, it's that place. It's that cultural glue that when you're that mobile economically, we're instant home. And so we need to be more places because still the critical issues that we face, we're still invisible in the halls of corporations or banks. So we, when we're home, we show up and we pour into each other. Mm-hmm. It's yes, girl. Yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Even when you made the announcement, what, what were people telling you, other black women in C-suites? What were they telling you about the announcement that we're black-owned and female-led? Oh, my, my phone. I couldn't keep up with the messages, <laughs> oh, the text messages on my phone. People were cheering and just saying, you know, we are, I mean, the C-suite, just we are here. We are here for essence. What else can we do? And that was just, that's that love, the sisterhood that you feel. They know it's a, it's a, our industry, particularly if you think about the media industry, it's going through significant change, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you look at the duopoly of Google and Facebook, it's just disrupted everything and caused the largest media companies to consolidate and understand how they can compete with scale. So then, you know, our black-owned brands, they're more struggles, you know, than ever before. So we know we have external challenges, um, but now as an independent company, we can create our, set our own agenda and establish an entrepreneurial culture um, that will allow us to be successful. I wonder if we should still call ourselves a media company. Yeah. That's a great, Yolanda, because we're not. We, we, we are however we serve and can serve black women. Mm-hmm. That's what we are. There's no barrier between what we can do to serve black women. No limitation to that. There's no, in a, as a part of a public company, we operated within a box. And now we're not in the box. We're not outside the box. There is no box. Mm-hmm. We're just essence. Mm-hmm. And how are we more essence? So many um, listeners on the podcast are always reaching out to Yolanda and Corey and I and saying, I can't wait to be an Essence woman. I can't wait to work at Essence. I dream of working mm-hmm. at Essence. I want to be part of the team. Can you just quickly just share a little light on what it's like to work inside Black Girl Magic Headquarters, like the day-to-day <laughs> Black Girl Magic Headquarters. That's what we call That's it. We call <laughs> it. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, it is, it is day-to-day. Well, it's just a, it's just a joy. Um, to come in and, you know, to see women, we're working and it's such excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we're moms and, you know, we're, we're, we have families. Um, 
that we're looking after. You see the full dimension of our lives. And one of the best parts for me is how everyone supports each other. You know, it's the dream team. And you often hear, you know, Essence, you know, won't let you fail. No. We'll rally. I probably shouldn't say this. One a coworker I know, she, uh, she was like, oh, maybe I should quit. But she said, Essence treats me so well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, she just, you know, everyone has aspirations. Everybody wants to make a hundred more thousand dollars or whatever it is. But she was like, but Essence treats me so well. Where else am I going to get this? And I've also heard people who have left and said that although they've gone on their career, they've missed mm-hmm. being at the table and seeing nothing but black women. Yes. Us validate each other. It's kind of like what Yolanda said. Like you can come in and have new hair, and there's a whole conversation about it's your hair. It's a whole hair. conversation. <laughs> now yeah. we're still going to get our work done. That's right. But there's acknowledgement. There's acknowledgement, and that, and with that is just a responsibility, and everyone accepts that responsibility and shows up. Look at look at you all. You all produce. You are leaders in the organization, and yet you had the idea for this podcast, and here it is. I mean, this is your entrepreneurial spirit. And in essence, it's yes. That's an idea. Yes. How do we do it? You know, Michelle, you're a, like I said before, you're, you're a goals. You're the woman that a lot of women want to be. What are the things, the pillars that sort of keep you going? Um, the strength, what is the things that make you laugh? Like what makes you, what humanizes you? Hmm. You know, well, you know, I would say, you know, one my family. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a mom. There's no reality check <laughs> like I get when two my two, <laughs> you know, teenage boys say, "Well, you're wearing what?" <laughs> or this dinner? No, it wasn't your best. Uh, <laughs> you, get, you get a reality check, and and I love it. You know, because mm-hmm. you know there no, we're you know we're all, we only have a finite amount of time. Mm-hmm you know, that we have on this planet, and how are we connecting with people, mm-hmm. you know, because we're all, we're the same, you know, whether it's our family or our coworkers, you know, how we treat people um, is very important, and so it's, I just admire, you know, excellence, and, you know, that just keeps me, keeps me humble, you know, when I see it and proud to be around it, um, whether at work or at home, and, you know, it just adds perspective to life. Mm-hmm. All right. We're less than 12 weeks from Essence Fest. Yes. I need to know <laughs> who you want to see. Who do you want to see? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, a, a, all right. Who do I want to see? Um, you we'll know, be political. Mary. Don't be political. I won't be political. <laughs> but I have to see Mary, yes, right? Yes. Because when Mary hits the stage, it's instant church. Yes. yes. She puts her arms around all 50,000 people in that Superdome and holds us together yes. for two hours. And that is it's just it's palpable. You feel it. It courses through you in your spirit. Um, and, of course, Janet. Miss Jackson, are you nasty? That's I mean. what I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm still trying to decide ready. which Janet outfit I want to come dressed in. Which era of Janet I'm trying to arrive in. Yes. <laughs> the Superdome that night. Is it Rhythm Nation? Is I don't know. Control? Is that the same? No, it's different. Yeah. Um, see? <laughs> the black cat. But it's black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know she mm-hmm. is. It, 
you know, when Janet hits that stage, she's home, mm -hmm. right? And that we are all rooting for her and so proud of her. I mean, she's a mom now. I mean, it's, it's, it's gonna be a very special, very special moment. No one will sit down the entire time. Nope. Uh, and of course, I'll be watching are the lights working? Did the video go up on time? Um, but, you know, we've got the pros there. Uh, but you always, I'm always thinking what else is happening. Um, but I'm looking forward to, to Janet. It's going to be a special festival. On track to be one of our largest ever. Yay. It could be our largest Yay. ever. That's exciting. I'm Squad ready. goals. Mm. Squad <laughs> goals. Bring your girls. All of them. All. If girls you haven't made plans. <laughs> You know, book. No, that's real. Book the hotel. No, that's real. Book your flight. Please, hurry. But girl, <laughs> if you haven't booked your tickets. <laughs> what are you doing? Get the Avis. You're driving down to New Orleans. We <laughs> <laughs> need to driving stay down. in Baton Rouge. <laughs> Baton Rouge right. is right across the right. bridge. <laughs> Can you that's take a ferry right. over? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, but true. We're ready. That's We're ready. We are ready. The artists are ready. The speakers are ready. New Orleans is ready. Um, we will have... You know, the city's ready. The state is ready. Yes, <laughs> yes. the world is ready. I have so the many people in South Africa ready. like, I'm coming. People are coming from around the, around world. the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the real girls trip. Yes, the yes. Real, yes. There's the movie and then there's the reality. The yeah. Thing. The reality that inspired the movie. Yes, yeah. that's right. All of it. <laughs> And in the words of Tiffany Haddish, we ready. We yeah. ready. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much, Thank Michelle. You. Thank you. Thank you for Charlie your leadership, Amanda, Corey. Yeah. Thank you all for your leadership yeah. because you are essence. That's such a black girl move. Thank you. No, no, no. no. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That no, should no, be girl. Thank you. That should be a me. Yeah. That's right. No, 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 you, no, 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 no really. And that's so true. <laughs> So true. It's true. It's, right? That's why we always so throw the compliment awesome. back. Yeah. <laughs> just That's why we're it. so awesome. Because we just always see each other. Yeah, yeah. We do. Yeah, no. My job is to make sure you all can do more of what you do that no one else can do. Yeah. No one else can do what you all do. Mm -hmm. So how do we do more of it? And how are we more entrepreneurial? You know, the revolution must be financed. <laughs> Ooh. As yeah. Oprah would say. That's a preach. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, the revolution must be financed. financed. Amen. Oh, my goodness. It must be. And we will finance it <laughs> <laughs> and revolutionize it at the same time. I love it. Oh, well, they're not ready. They're not ready. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Essence. Yay. That was Thanks to Michelle Ebanks. And up next, Tessa Thompson. So ladies, who's in the building? I just feel like we're gonna go on the very like cerebral, <laughs> like beautiful, like I just see flowers in the next 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> and like Zara Neale Hurston. Mm. And music. The whole vibe. Yeah. Oh, we got. I feel like we're gonna jam a little bit too though. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Tessa motherfucking Thompson's in the house. <laughs> We do a full <laughs> intro. Yeah. You like that? Like, we just really just bring it out. Can you hear these snaps? Yeah. Like 
<laughs> yes. There's going to be a lot of this. Welcome, Tessa. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Oh, and okay. she is 2018's Black Women in Hollywood honoree. About so motherfucking time. Hey. Moment in time. Hey. <laughs> Look at you. We are ready Charlie. for this. Charlie. <laughs> 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 but welcome, Tysa. Welcome, thank you, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so honored, really. Like, I remember going to Essence Women in Hollywood years ago and just sitting there and not even internalizing it necessarily as a dream, but it being something that I was like, oh, wow. So that's how, you know, it feels It feels really special for that reason. I remember seeing you at an event we did. It was for our TV event. It was mm. at the Mondrian. You came with your friends and you were just like, I have this new art. This, uh, your publicist at the time was like, this new star. And it was like, Tessa Thompson. I think either Dear White People, the film was coming. Oh, yeah. Or okay. it was just out. So it was, yeah. Yeah. So thank you for always loving us. And yeah, I was like supporting. a little... Tessa, you have one of the most beautiful smiles. Yeah. As you walk <laughs> in, I'm like, I just want to like be wrapped up in that smile. <laughs> Thanks. Do you know you're beautiful? Um... Oh, okay. oh, she went right in. Oh, right. yeah. Um, <laughs> this is uh, Oprah. Oprah Jr.? Yeah. yeah I know. That is such a. That, that was. She's so, you so Oprah'd me. Oprah she has that way that. of like being very disarming. Like, <laughs> and can you tell your truth now? <laughs> That's what you did to me. All casual. Get me while it's like timed, but she gets um, you right there. It's been. Uh, yes, I, I now now I think I do. Yeah. It's taken me a while, and I, you know. Yesterday I had to do ADR, so go into a studio and add some lines for things that I've did in the past for two projects of mine. And I've there's always that moment for me at least where I look at myself on screen and I'm like, oh god. Um, so I feel like I I I walk in the truth that I'm beautiful because I'm a reflection of my mother, of all the beautiful black women that I'm sat across the table mm-hmm. from now. And so for that reason, I f- I feel. Like, yes, I am. And of course, I just have moments, I think, particularly inside of this industry. And it's been a journey because when I started maybe 10 plus years ago, I felt like I would sit across the room from folks that I was hoping to represent me or I was auditioning for a project and what my kind of beauty was not what they were looking for. Um and so I felt like it took, it just took me a while to kind of feel like, yeah, yeah, this this is me and I like the skin that I'm in. And I, I feel like it's a journey for all people, mm-hmm. you know, and you have moments, you have days when you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey there. I, yeah, but I think I, I feel like the way the way that I feel about myself is not relative. It's not the moments when I look in the mirror, actually. Mm-hmm. Do you have you ever had one of those nights where you like you felt so fly? And everything was great, and you felt like the the world was responding to you. And then you get home and you look in the mirror, and you have something like lodge in your tooth, <laughs> yeah. or your or your, or your is eyeliner is merging a with your blush. mess. Yeah, or you sweated <laughs> out your hair, and you just look like yeah. Einstein's cousin. Like it's actually not cute, but you felt <laughs> yeah. so great. Mm-hmm. I think that's getting older too. Yeah, you just realize that beauty is not just your face. Yeah, it's exactly. really what is emanating from your what, yeah everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said, that's that it's in a journey of acceptance that we all have to take. Mm-hmm. And that and the end of that road is like somewhere in your twin late 20s, mid 30s. But it, you, it takes a while to get there. Yeah. But I do appreciate when I see a fly 20 something and they're owning it and they know true. it. 
I I really really do appreciate that, and it kind of, that's one thing I kind of I know she's thirty now, but I I think I appreciate about Rihanna. I feel like she really owned her twenties. Mm-hmm. She was yeah, just like, sure I'm did. here, I am here, and I am fucking fabulous. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I also feel like um, um, my sister's twenty two, and I'm really struck by her generation because they're so body positive. They're like, this is what I look like. This is my little mustache. I haven't waxed it. Like, this is who I am. And it feels like in their space, it's actually cool just to be out there. And like, this is what I look like. This is what I look like in the morning. This is me without makeup. That there's something sort of um, fly about owning just who you are and, 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 and what you look like. And that's something that I wish, I mean, that I don't think that that was something that was like in vogue necessarily when I was in my 20s. Um, and then I also think in Hollywood too, now there's this idea, I think, that that be- our ideas about beauty are more expansive than I think they were in years past. Can you speak about being in this moment right now? Because sometimes I, I've, hear, I've, hate, I've heard Ava DuVernay say like she doesn't like to call this a moment or mm-hmm. like this time, but it is something really beautiful happening right now for women of color. Um, Lena talked about it a little bit yesterday. What did she call it? She called it a renaissance. Yes. A renaissance. Mm. Black renaissance. Yes. What do you, what do you consider to be here now and being working? And you're at the forefront as well. Well, I think what's so exciting about that is I, I'm one of many, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it, it felt like in years past there was like one or two. There was like the exception to the rule. Um, and now I feel like I'm, I'm just in a community of folks and I think together collectively the women that I see that are working and being celebrated we speak to the fact that we're not a monolith you know as black women we speak to the complexity and the nuance that exists within us like it's so exciting when I when I think about the honorees tomorrow women that are so different from each other and that we're all not being celebrated just on the stage tomorrow. Oh, this might go in my speech tomorrow. <laughs> not just being celebrated on the stage tomorrow, but on a global stage that a woman like Tiffany Haddish, you know, is being celebrated in the way that, that she is and what her story is. And I think, yeah, it feels, it feels like bigger than a moment in the sense where it feels like we're sort of tearing down this old idea um, around the fact that there isn't room enough for all of us and that's what I've seen particularly in popular culture that there's this real feeling of scarcity that's why I've always loved coming to the essence events because we all get to be in a room and celebrate together whereas typically we're the only one in the room um and so yeah I hope I hope it's more lasting than a moment I think a moment diminishes it feels like it's a a passing fancy yeah blip and it it cannot be I feel like we've been fighting for so long you know I was having a conversation with Angela Robinson this incredible woman of color director and she was saying that it feels it feels like we've all been hacking and only recently like hacking through this forest this dense you know bush in our way as black women as women in particular and she realized the other day she like looked up from her hacking and saw that there's a whole sea of women doing that next to her and that's what it feels like is happening now um not just in hollywood but i think in a global space where women are sharing their stories um is we're realizing oh you were right next to me this whole time um that's what i see now yeah. who's in your inner circle who's uplifting you on a regular basis who are you who's your support system mm. well women like lena mm-hmm. lena waith um 
you know, she was a producer when I first met her working on Dear White People and we got really close while making that film together and feels like family in the way of just the kind of family that of course always wants to celebrate you and always just keeps you honest and like yeah. what's going on with you <laughs> <laughs> um that real check that's out. how we are to each other i'm like yeah. okay movie star okay steven spielberg <laughs> like i still haven't seen your house <laughs> you and your fiance's house like when are you having me for dinner ma'am I love it. um so that feels really refreshing to have friends like that and and women like janelle monet who's been a really good friend of mine a collaborator and um, my mom, I have, I'm really lucky to have sisters and a base of girlfriends that don't do anything inside of Hollywood, mm-hmm. which is really nice and refreshing. They keep me honest, too. I love that meme that says, behind every successful woman, there's a group text. Yeah, Egging so her on. I love that. <laughs> so I imagine your friends are probably like, Tessa, yes, go Tessa. <laughs> yeah. And you've been like, 2017 was so busy, like three mm-hmm. projects, yeah. 2016. I first really, really saw you in... Um, for colored girls Tyler Perry's for colored girls mm. but you've been working for a very long time um, yeah I think t- 10 years something yeah like that. Veronica Mars yeah yes big yes. I remember you came by essence to talk about a uh, cop copper or Cooper yeah copper copper yes, yes. that period yeah. drama for the BBC <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh I remember That's that right. yeah with that guy I forgot his name Otto Asanda. Yes. <laughs> I love that you're just gesturing. <laughs> he was like like 10 feet tall. Very tall. <laughs> just tall, dark. Very tall. Oh yeah. my God. From Creed to, you know, Westworld, which we saw. On Charlie and I are kind of obsessed. obsessed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Valkyrie on in Thor? Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Yo. Tessa Girl. <laughs> And you know what? I'm not, a, I'm not a Marvel girl, a comic girl, so I didn't understand the whole big thing—the fact that Valkyrie is oh, yeah. is mm-hmm. not blue-eyed. It's yeah, supposed it's, to be. it's supposed to be blue-eyed, yeah. and that, this was a big deal. Yes. It was a big deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Marvel took a big swing with that. I mean, I—they never positioned it as a risk, which I love because I hate that when you're just like, "We're take, we're going to take a risk yes. on <laughs> the colorblind <laughs> casting." You're like, oh, right, no pressure y'all. or anything. <laughs> no pressure. Just yeah, no we're no we're not that risky. Right. <laughs> Us, um, but. But yeah, but she, it's very different than the way that she's portrayed in the comics, and I think, I, I you know, I I think that has a lot to do with Marvel and what they want to push forward. But I also think the director is a man of color. You know, he's Maori and from New Zealand. He's basically a black New Zealand man. He's so dope. <laughs> yeah, he's I can't so even dope. Imagine what it's like to hang out with he's him. He's so funny. How do you say his name? Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Waititi. Yeah, oh, you say you he's say so fine. Yeah, too. he is. He's very cute. Um, and he likes Sorry. to wear <laughs> he likes to wear rompers <laughs> and onesies. Yeah, yeah. Yes, no, he's he's cute. He's yeah. I'm very proud of him. But I I really can trace um every significant job really that I've been given both for what it did for my career, but also just creatively and what I got to express to working with a person of color. Mm. It's, oh wow! I mean, really. Uh, almost every single one, mm-hmm. um, which I'm grateful for, and it and it makes sense to me. That's a great story to do, like yeah. a diagram yeah. of all that'd be. We'll, we'll talk later. Yeah, we'll get that in book. <laughs> now that's really really cool, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. So I think I. Th- I mean, that's in you know when we talk about us all hacking away. I think that's mm-hmm. what we're doing is creators is hacking away and and trying to, you know, push folks forward. Yeah. So I'm gr- I'm really grateful for you know for that and and Taika for doing that for me and with me. Now as a creator too, you also sing or you did sing? Do you still perform? I haven't. No, I haven't performed. Actually, it's funny you should ask because I was just 
Skyping with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, excuse me. On the way here. Yes, hey. I know. I had to drop that. <laughs> As we call him in the office, Michael, Michael Bay Jordan. Bay but I think everybody calls him Michael oh, Bay yes. Jordan. Michael Bay Jordan. Yes. I call him Michael B. Acting. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but cute. we were on FaceTime because we're going to make another creed. So he's talking about the music and he's just. He was like on a treadmill, just making sure that yeah. <laughs> I'm taking care of. And I have everything I need, so I'll make some more music for that. So the last time that I performed was in the context of playing Bianca, but I used to sing in a band, just sort of as a hobby. But you sang the lead song for the Dear White People film, right? Yes, yes, I remember I the video. Yes. yes. Okay, we can do a little duet at the end. Of yes. Yeah. Yes. Yolanda is our singer. I'll yes. The, I'll be the alto. Do you really okay. sing? Yes. Yeah. Let's hear it. I you hit me with the, do you feel beautiful? Are you beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's only fair. <laughs> oh you opened me from jump. So I don't know minutes. where that came from. But this listen, is, you walked in and I was like, oh my God. Even when we were watching something of you, like maybe an hour ago, I was like, she is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah. So when you came in, I was like, oh, see, damn, there she is. There's Tessa. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you're not just an actress; you're also an activist. Yes. I think we should definitely talk about that. Yeah. And we were saying earlier there. I think well, you were one of the. I want to get this right. One of the founding members of the Times Up Initiative. Is that the right way to? I don't really know what the right way well, how, is. Like, honestly, I, so, it, some members of the press have said that, but I is that I'm one actual, of many actual? people like that hundred right yeah, yeah. that Collective. started working around it, and I started early on when you know we were meeting and in living rooms and, and trying to figure out the Golden Globes and the Legal Defense Fund. So, But we were saying, I think some people don't know the difference between Time's Up and Me Too. Yeah. You know, and we'd love for you to sort of maybe break down the differences. And, you know, I mean, it, they're both happening sort of simultaneously. Yeah. But they're not the same thing. No, they're not the same thing. I'm so happy you asked that, actually, because I was just having a conversation with Toronto Burke about it, who mm -hmm. started Me Too. Right. She's going to be at the luncheon tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. It's so nice to, I just love her so much. <laughs> Um, who started the Me Too movement in 2006. And right. it's been a really powerful, continues to be a very powerful storytelling movement in which women, folks, not just, not just women, can tell their stories of sexual assault, mm -hmm. abuse, and gender-based violence. And it, in very many ways, paved the way, I think, because for me, and, and this incredible activist named Faviana talks about this all the time, who's organizing with Time's Up too, is that cultural change always precedes political change. And so I think the Me Too movement really started a culture of people telling their stories and, and a culture that says we believe women. Mm -hmm. We want to believe women when they come forward. And so I think Me Too really began that. But it's not just limited to the workplace, which Time's Up is. So Time's Up is asking for safety and equity in workspaces in Hollywood and across industries. So it really does have to do with assault and abuse in a workspace and with coworkers, whereas Me Too has to do with the assault that you can face at home, anywhere. in your relationships, anywhere. Um, and also wants to continue to be Me Too, a survivor-based movement. The movement has to do with survivors telling their stories and also orchestrating what the needs are. Mm -hmm. um, whereas I think there's a lot of emphasis on survivors being a part of the narrative of Time's Up, but um, it's a little different, I think, structurally because it's really looking at 
not just the gross abuses of power in our industry, but imbalances of power. Mm -hmm. Because what you find is when more women are in a workspace, it's safer. And mm -hmm. when more women are in positions of power, it's even safer. And so it's looking sort of at the paradigm of Hollywood, trying to create a model so that in under other industries you can say, we need spaces that are more equitable. And that is the solution to to spaces that are not safe. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Total sense. So I'm glad you yeah. broke okay, it down because yeah. now I'm like, oh, I see. I'm I mean, clear. I kind of got it, but now I'm very clear. Yeah. And I think those movements hopefully can work in real concert, but they mm -hmm. do address. And I think that's the thing that I'm finding is in the past when we talk about, you know, movements that are about the empowerment of women, in my estimation, they haven't been intersectional enough mm -hmm. because we know the things that affect women disproportionately affect women of color, disproportionately affect queer women, disproportionately affect trans women, disproportionately affect women that are not able-bodied, that are disabled. And so we really need to create in these movements, I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> um, a real intersectional lensing around how to fix the problem. So folks, you know, women of color need to be involved in those conversations really actively. So Tarana has been such an inspiration to me because she's the person who's in the room and not afraid to be like, yo, hold on. Mm -hmm. And that that's really just been incredible to watch. Was this in the works for you? Bef well, the movement and getting this dialogue started. Was it before Harvey? I feel like was, it, was this or th was that really? And, and I'm just blanketing that whole situation. Yeah. Because I, I feel like it's it's always been bubbling, but was that just the I, catapult? That I think it's always been bubbling. I've always been inspired by folks like Ava, for example, that just you know uses her power in such an incredible way. We'll look at a set and be like, we just this set needs to be more quote diverse. I hate the word, but um, we have work to do. And she's a person that just does it. That decides the actionable things that she can do, uh, you know, in the space that she occupies, and she does it. So I've always been oriented that way. But I think really post-Harvey, it's been a, a real watershed moment. And in terms of intersectionality, to be truthful, the first meeting that I got invited to, that it wasn't even called Time's Up. At the time, it was just, what do we do now? Mm -hmm. It was literally mm -hmm. answering a text message or an email that was like, mm -hmm. do you want to come and talk about what we do? Like, what are we doing now? What do we do? And organizing, real organizing. And I was one of two women of color in that room. I think I was invited specifically because... That the folks in the room were acknowledging mm -hmm. that women of color needed to be an active part of the conversation, um, and so I'm really I'm I'm grateful for that call. And now of the hundreds of women that are organizing, it's an incredibly you know inclusive bunch. But that took work because the truth is, real inclusivity does not happen by accident. Mm -hmm. Privilege does. So it really has to do with sort of dismantling. Th that that privilege and making space for real inclusivity which is work and and hard work you know and and requires that people are available to have some really uncomfortable conversations so that's been something that i've been doing more often yeah. than i ever have <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wild Tessa, what keeps you grounded what keep you know I, you're doing this work mm. um you're also you also have a huge career um, what what is your self care regimen? What keeps you just sort of focused on what matters and oh, not yeah. let the fame, you know, take you somewhere else? Well, I don't feel I don't know I don't feel any I don't feel any different personally, um, and I think that's 
I don't know. I think I, I'm I'm lucky. I can you know I walk around. I live my life, so I don't feel. And now I feel more integrated, but it used to feel very separate. I was like acting is what I do for a living, and then I have my own life. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like there's just more overlap because I feel more uh, integrated into a community. Mm-hmm. I have more friends that are actors and creators than I have in previous years. But um, I don't know. Self care is a big one. I'm glad you asked that, particularly in in the activism space because I now have had the chance to meet so many incredible activists like Monica Ramirez that organizes on behalf of the Farm Workers Alliance and one thing that they say a lot is self care mm-hmm. like you have to take care make sure that you're okay um because it can feel particularly now we're we're in this moment that feels so vibrant and it feels like there's a window that can close there's a lot of pressure i think that that we're all sort of internalizing because we want to get it right mm-hmm. um and particularly for us that are n- new to organizing there can be a lot of pressure around that so i definitely have had days where i just feel like oh god um but then I just hang out with my f- sister like the other day we went to the korean spa and like love a Korean spa. The yeah. scrubs. I'm scared to say that is the ultimate spa experience. I remember we did our cover story with Netta, um, you know, who helped organize mm-hmm. Ferguson a lot. And she was very clear in the article that she wanted to say that this was hard work and she needs a break. And she wanted to really be clear, like she how she wound that wind she would wind down by watching Being Mary Jane and Scandal because she's like she needed it. Yeah. Like she needed to have a break from it. And then she could go back and like reduce and go back and fight. But she said, I want people to know that. I don't live and die. I live and diet, but I do need a break. Yeah. So, and I don't think enough people talk about yeah. the, the stress of activism. And you have to rest and prepare for a fight yeah. and a battle. Like you can't just, you know, even athletes, anybody, boxers, you don't just yeah. throw well, punches all the time. Isn't that why we lost Erica Garner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also because of, you know, she was going, going, going mm-hmm. and heart disease and, you know, she had a child and, um, uh, black women's mortality you know maternal mortality mm-hmm. i think that's probably why well i know that her family has spoken to that that she just didn't feel the the, the support and yeah. then also the self-care she didn't you know she didn't have the time mm-hmm. or so she thought yeah and you know? i think so often we don't make that time yeah mm-hmm. uh, particularly as women i feel like just we're used to occupying the space of the caretaker and it's it's hard sometimes, you know, to, to really put yourself first. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, I certainly, my mom, my sister and I were talking about this the other day that our mom didn't always give us those tools because she was a single parent. Yeah. She was on the grind. You know, I was just on the phone with her. She can't be there tomorrow because she's so sick. She has a terrible flu. Mm-hmm. I feel really sad, but I'm happy she's staying home. But I'm like, go, will you go see a doctor? Like, yeah. will you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like she, she will run herself into the ground just in the service of her, her family and her loved ones and, and always puts them first, which is incredible. And her altruism is something that's always inspired me, but it's really important that we, that we take care of ourselves, particularly in this time that we're living in now that is hard. <laughs> and it's like Don't that meme fuck it i'll do it a black woman that's yeah. what like that's just our mentality yeah. all the time yeah. but you know what we also doing what? we jam into this janelle monet video that hey! you in hey! <laughs> are you gonna play like usually i should play it i should get it right up but uh we were, we you were, can sing it go ahead yeah. <laughs> oh my god why did i ask this <laughs> 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 go ahead i'll do the beat <laughs> 
She's not stopping. I'm in the background. I could have been in a video. I really did want to be in the yoga video. Oh, you were in the yoga video. I did. Yoga was Yes, but that that one was harder. That one had choreography, which I swear I can dance until there's like an eight count. Then I'm like, you know what I mean? Then I get nervous. I start rushing. My sister, you are the same black girl. I live on one three B. You know the one, then two, three. That's me. I'm always on the one three. I claim it. I own it. At least I'm trying. But that's good. That means you. You know what I mean? No, I'm, it's not. I've got to learn. <laughs> the skill is learning what to do with your hands. That's what I learned. Like, if you can't dance, you need a cool place to, to put your hands. Put your I was hands. just thinking about this because last night I was watching <laughs> Janet Jackson's Love Will Never Do Without You video. Oh, yeah. And you know how she's like, she's always like placing her hands like around her yes. head and like her hips. A back pocket. <laughs> yeah, she's always, yes. Somewhere just to get your, because otherwise your hands just do what they do. They just do something totally Yeah, they're just different. like flapping, flapping oh, in the wind. Oh I remember my friend told me once, like, put your hands down, Corey, because I yeah, your hands give you away. <laughs> your hands give you away. No, but the videos are amazing. I, I love you and Janelle's friendship. I know that you mentioned that you guys met on set. Auditioning. Yeah, sorry. What, what, for what role? We were auditioning. I, I guess I can say this. We both didn't get it. We were auditioning for to play Jennifer Lawrence's friend in the movie Joy. Got so, it. Oh. I remember the movie. Yeah. Got it. So we were both meeting. Ah. Uh, I forget. I don't remember her friend. Was it a woman of color? Dasha. Dasha. Dasha Polanco. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. 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 And she was okay. so great in it. She was, really she was so great. Um, but we were both meeting with David Russell. So she came out. And it was so funny because, you know, Jan- I mean, now I'm used to it. But Janelle is uh, always looks like, you know, she's you're like, oh, my God, it's Janelle. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. She can be very stone faced. Exactly. You know, but she, like, she doesn't look like, like there's no like Janelle off duty as yeah. far as like the fashion and the thing. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. she comes out and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> there she is. You know what I mean? <laughs> so my dad put me on to Janelle. He like played tightrope for me. I know. Oh, oh wow. And my dad's super oh. hip. So he played Your dad's first. cool. Yeah. My dad was obsessed with her. So yeah. he was like, have you seen this woman? Like, she's incredible. So I just always thought she was so cool. I'm a huge Prince, a huge David Bowie fan. She sort of occupies that space just in, with her suits and her whole thing. I just thought she was like such a cool, such a cool figure and such a talented musician. So she came out and she was like, oh, I love your movie, Dear White People. And I was like, ah, you know, it's you always like, me. I'm still, yeah, I'm still like, oh my God, anyone knows me? Crush. Like a mutual, <laughs> it was like, I love you, I love you yeah. more, oh my God. So it was just, totally, it was yeah. totally, it was totally mm-hmm. that. And, and then we stayed in touch and remained friends and then she invited me to come and make the yoga video. Yeah. And then I just, her whole community of artists there, yeah. Wonderland, what she mm-hmm. does with her. Yeah, it's like, it's beautiful. It's incredible. And also when you speak about like Renaissance, I grew up in, in Los Angeles and you know, my dad grew up in West Adams. I've been around so many incredible communities of black folks here, but I remember stepping into a Whole Foods in Atlanta on like, you know, everything's peach tree. And I just like <laughs> the whole Whole Foods was black. I was just like, everyone's black in a Whole Foods. And coming from Los Angeles, that blew my mind. I was like, where am I? I That's how I felt <laughs> the first time I went to the Target in Brooklyn. Which one? The the no, one Atlantic. Black. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. Like, There's a, not a, every person in Target is black. Targets are huge. I was like, this is amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. So I've just love Atlanta. I love when I've I've made that that when I went to that Whole Foods is when I was making for Color Girls. But I love 
getting to be there every time I work there. It just feels so rich. Yeah. Speaking of rich. Atlanta, you got to go to the dopest party. Yes. Oh, the one. Yes. The one. Was, <laughs> yes, because I was there working at the Let time. Yeah. The one that I didn't get an invite right. to, Yvonne or G. <clears throat> <clears throat> That looks Sam Jackson eating lemon okay, lemon, lemon chicken. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Tessa was there. Uh-huh. I know. It was incredible. And I just met Sam earlier because I was there for Marvel stuff. But then being in that room, I was like, oh my gosh. Everybody's here. Everybody's but here. But I love like on everybody's different Instagram feed, everybody was having the same reaction. Like, oh shit, I am here in this room with this. Yeah. I know. It's cool. No one was really playing it cool. Everyone was aware that. This, yeah, this was, was this was an incredible collection of folks, but that's what Atlanta feels like. When we were making Selma, even though the movie obviously was a really tough journey and all the things we're exploring, we would have these rooftop parties that we wouldn't want to tell Ava about because <laughs> they were so fun and so ratchet. But like you know, because it's it's basically Hollywood of the South, so we just everyone's there working. So mm-hmm. you'd look around and you're like, oh my god, so and so's here. Like, why? How? This is so cool. I love it. So you and Janelle kind of pushed the envelope with um, the video mm-hmm. and I love, love, love especially because we work in, in you know, media and we're working with a lot of younger girls. Yeah. And for them gender and who they love, like it's uncompromised. Like you don't compromise. Like they're very clear and they're very open they are. to be. And so you and, and Janelle in this video show that, you know, bisexuality is normal yeah you know it's well it's really exciting because you when you speak about like the younger generation when i have conversations with someone like amandla for example Mm -hmm. just the young folks are so woke and their ideas about gender and identity are so fluid and so expansive they're so open um and yeah, just us older folks have a lot of work to do in that space, yeah. you know? You know, speaking of youth and Amanda and gender, I have found myself as an, an older person yeah. that now I <laughs> try <person>. to, uh, <laughs> I can't <laughs> have these grades, these grades are here. <laughs> but, um, but I do find myself stopping, like like when we call it Ubers, I'm like, oh, here he is. And I'm like, I have to stop myself. Like, I don't know who that person is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just per- and then, Like watching your pronouns. Like watching yeah. my pronouns. Yeah. Like I am very conscious of that now. And even just, um, stereotyping what kind of jobs people should have or when I'm you know what I mean but it's because we were working on that story that Christina Coleman wrote for Amanda and in the fact checking they were like she doesn't like to use gender and I was like she's they she's they or them them? I think she's they Um, but still it made me aware and I said okay I've got to do a better job about this yeah Yeah. but now I've kind of even in talking to my daughter I try to say the bus driver's here as opposed to the you know yeah. And it's we need assuming. to be educated and we need to have the conversations. Yeah. That's one thing we always talk about. We can't assume. We know we have to do better yeah. and we have to have conversations. And if art inspires that, music, videos, film, anything that can encourage that conversation is very necessary. I think so. I mean, particularly just with the images that you ingested. And it's so funny you talk about that, Corey, because mm-hmm. someone said something about their doctor and I said he. And I was so embarrassed. And then we we're talking, I have all these conversations now about like dismantling patriarchy. But as women, we're, we're also responsible for dismantling it inside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there is Im- implicit bias when we see images of the doctor always being a um a man on screen and we internalize those and we've been given been handed those images since we were children and it's it is exciting that we're living in a space where we're all more conscientious around that and so i think it it is important to have images of bisexuality of people that are non-gender conforming in popular culture because it helps us all unpack like, wh- who am I actually? Not not who am I 
who do I think I am because I've been told this for so long? It's the same thing. I don't, I don't have children, but I've always thought when I have one, I never want to put them, I want them to wear all colors. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, and I, because I want to confuse people. I don't want to walk around with a little baby boy. And then every time that people see him, they go, Oh, you're so strong. Or if it's a girl, they go, Oh, you're so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think those things start from such a young age and they box us into spaces where we find ourselves not being actually the full expression of who we actually are. Mm -hmm. So I've been inspired to hear that for the, for some people watching that video, it feels like an anthem to them or yeah. makes them feel more free. Don't you feel, I mean, aren't you excited? I don't know if you feel it, but there is, you speak about patriarchy yeah. and there's a real shift. It's a cultural shift and we're in the middle of it of feminine energy. Like it's, it's happening, you know? And it's just so amazing to like, if you step back from the culture and you just look down, let's just look at everything that's happening from film Wonder Woman, mm. not a coincidence. Um, Femme the Future, Janelle Monae's um, movement. So it's just, it's an exciting time. I just, what do you think when you kind of think, take a bigger kind of picture? Look, look at, at it? it. Oh, gosh. She did it again. I know. <laughs> no, but Yolanda, I agree with you. I do think it's a shift, but I do think this is a great motherfucking moment. Because, all right, I'm not giving anything away, but... There's yeah. something about, um, we're doing a story right now about um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, the woman who plays Hermione. Yeah, Cause in the play. In the play, mm -hmm. yeah. Because she's black in the on, on Broadway. Yes. And in our interview, she says that what shifted for J.K. Rowland was the dialogue that the black girl nerds were having, yeah. that how they everybody identified with Hermione, like different Asian, all types of people of color. So that sparked J.K. Rowland to be like, you know what? Let her be black on Broadway. Let's do that. So uh, something about people finally talking about things and really it can shift. And it can, can shift. happen so quickly. Yeah. Kind of like going back to Valkyrie and you yeah. being like, it could just But shift. I'm curious because, you know, so I had the chance to meet J.K. Rowling mm -hmm. the, the night, oddly, the night that that play opened because uh -huh. I was in London. Mm -hmm. And I was saying to her what it meant to black girls, like how cool that was. And she was like, you know, when I wrote the book, I always saw Hermione's looking like you. Mm -hmm. Like I always imagined her, and I, I haven't read the book, so I don't know, but she describes her as having like textured hair and she never saw her necessarily as a woman that looked like Emma Watson. That's mm -hmm. just what it ended up being, I guess. But, but it's helpful that she's existing in a space where she can say that to a Broadway show and they are responsive to it now because there's so many conversations around diversity and inclusivity that I feel like it's almost for some people that are behind, it's almost shaming them <laughs> into changing. Yeah. I know that sounds terrible, but I think it's that's true. a part of the problem. Like even six years ago when I started to find that there were more opportunities for me, it felt like because there was real, like hiring targets and quotas that people were just having to meet. And sure, does that feel like it diminishes um, your talent in a way? I guess if you internalize it. But again, I think that those things don't happen by mistake, unfortunately, particularly in our country when just, you know, we there's real systemic racism that is just woven into our DNA, and we have a lot of work to do to un to undo it. But to Yolanda's point, we I think we are taking it down. Yeah. We're taking it. Yeah, like we're taking like to your point. We're hacking, that hacking. We're hacking, we're hacking at it, and That's we're making it. deep cuts. Mm -hmm. Look at how we look at how women are responding to this president. 
15 years ago, all those women may have been quiet. Mm-hmm. So true. And not said anything. So what do you but think right is now, happening? Are we just tired? No. And yeah, I think yeah. it's just a shift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you offline. Oh, ah, Ooh, no, it's I have a real but theory. I do believe women at one point, we were in power. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so everything shifts, everything turns, and then masculinity and patriarchy came. And right, you know, so you think the pendulum is swinging? I think the pendulum is swinging back. Yeah, and courage is very much contagious. Yeah. So I think it just Mm. takes that one person. You see your sister, your mother, your aunt, anyone, just step outside of something, speak up for something, or get it off their chest, and then then now thanks to social media, that courage is amplified. Yeah, catches every day. Fire. That's so in a different way. Amplified. Yeah. Yeah, which I love, and I think that's helping to your point. The pendulum swim. And I think I mean swing back. When you look at like a Beyonce, Lemonade. Lemonade was powerful. It was so Mm -hmm. powerful. You know, in terms of like that pendulum, like it's like women are, it's our time, you know? So that's what I mean. Yeah. I agree with you. I feel that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go. All right, ladies. Are you going to play the song? I want to feel something. Girl power. I'm trying to get it up. I knew Corey was cooking up something over there. You know, I was over here doing my thing. Wait, my what did my son the other day say? Cooking up dope with the Uzi. I was like, oh my god. No. The eight year old? <laughs> come on, come on, Chelsea, hit it for me. No way, no way. <laughs> I don't have the lyrics yet. No, 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 no. It's only been like a week. <laughs> That's just the way you make me feel. I love Corey's face when she gets uh, into a jam. Atlantic Records come for me. (laughs) Oh yeah, Uh, under fifteen seconds. (laughs) Season desist. Season desist. Let's at least sing. That's just the way you make me feel. Together. Okay. Okay. One, two, Two, three. three. That's just the way you make me feel. (laughs) Yes. I love it. I love it. Oh my god, that was fun. Thank you. you. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. This is fun. I could do this forever with y'all. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Tessa. Tessa. Oh my God. Tessa, I love you. I love you. I love you. I just want to go sit in your lap and just like her. No, she's so sweet. She's very sweet. And I know. She's just my now friend in my life. Not my head. I'm claiming it. Thank you to Tessa Thompson and Michelle Ebanks, our guests this week on Yes Girl. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes, yes Girl. Girl, such as our conversation with two dope queens, Phoebe Robinson and Jessica Williams, Tiffany Haddish, and Taraji P. Henson. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there. Thanks to producer Steven Silos, audio engineer Chiquita Pascal. Chiquita! Hey, Gold Standard Creative for our music. We'll see you next week. Bye.